Hello, podcast listeners. This is your humble narrator, Susie. I'm checking in because you're about to hear a great episode about the Pittsburgh-based <laughs> movie, Adventureland, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart, and a little bit starring Ryan Reynolds. As a tribute to living in Pittsburgh for a year, we are doing an episode on a Pittsburgh movie, so I hope that you like it. You can listen to episodes early and get digital downloads on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash and you can also follow us on Instagram at nermanermer, although I don't post enough reels, so I don't know if you'd see any posts, but here we are. It's a good place to see, like, episodes we've already done. I'll, I'll give it that. It's like a good little visual directory of all the episodes. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Susie, and I have pink hair. And I'm Alexis, and I'm wearing Crocs. Crocs in a hat covered in pins. And you're listening to Jawbreakers, the universe's best podcast. The universe's best podcast. Every episode, we look at celebrities and musicians to find fun little tidbits and conspiracies you won't see in magazines. We follow snack food mascots like Mr. Peanut and the Keebler Elves to make sure they're staying in their lane. And we do it all while eating candy. And hitting jewels. And we do it all while eating candy. And hitting jewels. Jawbreakers. <laughs> no, it's fine. Do you have a snack? I don't. Please say no. Okay. I feel like I've been carrying the team. Yeah. I brought snacks. Oh, no, you did. That's why I felt the need to step up. And then, um, yeah. All right. I'm going to let... We're going to do a mystery tasting. Okay. I've got... I did what you did. I liked that touch. The beverage touch? Yeah, the bev bev with the snack. Okay. So the color so far is blood orange. Did you see the bottle? Do you know what it? Do you I know like know the brand? Nope, didn't see any of it. Didn't even see the shape of the bottle. Wait, wait. <laughs> let me top you off. Thank you so much. <laughs> really glad I introduced a new piece of furniture for you to hide mystery <laughs> beverages behind. <laughs> yeah, this would have been harder <laughs> two weeks ago. This I'm not gonna hide. What is it? Sweet tart bubbles. They're sweet tart chewy fusion fru- fusion. Chewy and crunchy. So let's try this drink first. So it's a red bubbly. Do oh. you maybe want to do a smell? It smells like um. I know what I see. High C in Sprite. In Sprite. Okay. <laughs> I somehow like inhaled a bubble. Oh my god! It's so carbonated. It's tickling my nose. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having such a hard time drinking this. It doesn't seem hard to drink. Is it the shape of the Stella glass just funneling the carbonation into I my I think so. Because that's happening to me, too. So the Stella glass shape actually is for something? Not just for a show? Yeah. I thought they were fucking with us this whole time. No, I think it actually does a thing. It tastes sweet. Mm-hmm. A little bit tart. Mm-hmm. I know what it is, so I think it does taste like this a little bit. But I think I would have a hard time if I didn't know what it was. What is it, Lifesaver? Mm-mm. It's Mountain Dew. Flaming hot Mountain Dew? Yeah, it has a little Cheeto Man on it. Not Chester. 
Oh, it has the like little asteroid flame guy. I get. I do. I taste the flaming hot now. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me kind of like you know. Did you I ever think put it's like, gross now that I've seen the label. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay before I saw the label. Yeah. Have you ever put like pickles in a hot Cheeto bag? I feel gross. My stomach is turning because it feels you- like I ate something hot. But it doesn't. But taste, it doesn't taste hot. It's not but spicy. but my stomach feels like when I eat a bunch of hot Cheetos. Right, because it's like the. F- I mean, there's something in hot Cheetos that like upsets my stomach really badly. I th- I don't know if it's the color, or like the zest, but sometimes I wonder if I'm allergic to hot Cheetos, and I wonder if whatever that is is in this. Yeah. Um. Oh, but have you ever put like pickles in a bag of hot Cheetos, and then drink the juice left over? Um. Can't say I have. Really? That was a huge thing in Three Points. We did it all. We did it every day. All I know is about putting nacho cheese in the cheese bag. It's oh, okay, bud. Sorry, it's just buddy. a tape measure. The first when I Google um, Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot, mm-hmm. the first result is from azcentral.com from the Arizona Republic. The co-rulers of the gas station, Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Kind of true. Yeah. Like I. Almost, my lips almost feel like I ate something hot. Yeah. It's very confusing. It mostly tastes like Mountain Dew. Yeah. If you didn't know what it is, you wouldn't... I don't think you would guess it. I think I'm also overthinking it. I'm gonna try this sweet tart. Oh, they're very round. Mm-hmm. They, lo- they look like gobstoppers. Wow. Very confusing texture. I don't like it. <laughs> This feels so wrong. I don't, I can't tell what's wrong with it. Okay. I don't like the candy coating. I don't like the outside. But the inside chewy part is what I thought these raspberry, blackberry things were going to... Like, that consistency of chewy is the chewy I like. With that raspberry... With those raspberry candies, this is wrong. Do we have any news? Justin Bieber's back on the road. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, this is their new app. I think it's been around for a bit, but I've just been seeing it on my For You page recently called uh, Be Real. Uh-huh. What is it? It's an app. And once a day, it notifies you like at a random time. and notifies every single person who has the app at the same time to be real. And it takes a picture on your front-facing camera and your out-facing camera at the same time. And then you just post it. You can't post pictures any other way. You can be late to the post, but you can't post, like, multiple times a day or anything. And then you just scroll through your friends. What do you think of it? I like it. I think it's fun. I get the feeling it's called Be Real because it's like, oh, instead of posting this, like, Instagram perfect picture, you're posting, like, exactly what you're doing, front and back camera. However, first of all, everyone I know on Instagram, not the influencer people, but the people I'm actually friends with, already use Instagram like that. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone I know is posting some pretty gross and intimate details of their life online. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's not, like, groundbreaking or anything, but I just think it's fun to see what everybody's doing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's funny, too, to, like, not have to, like, see the, like, photo dump of someone's vacation, but, like, what they're actually doing. You can see what they're doing without seeing their whole curated thing. Yeah. The first, like, three pictures I took, I forgot about the front-facing camera. The first one, I had no idea about the front-facing. I didn't... I, I was had just, no like, idea. taking just, a picture of the ground. Same. The next thing I know, uh, there's a photo <laughs> of my ugly face. Yeah! So close to you! <laughs> but it started trending on my For You page because, like, people would be at funerals and, like, 
all the like kids, like all the like cousins, would all look at each other because they get to be real at the same time, and they're literally at a funeral, which is an absurd concept. Apparently, Be Real is a French app created in 2020. Huh, that's not a good timing for that. Imagine being on Be Real in 2020. It's just your house. <laughs> like, be real. You're just drunk. <laughs> yeah. The like articles that come up about be real are so annoying. The one, the Atlantic said there's no reason to be real. The Guardian said this Instagram rival app wants me to be authentic. I can't imagine anything more boring. I've only had it for like a, a few days, maybe a week. Yeah. But every time it's gone off, it's at a different. Like, it's a drastically different time. The other night, it went off at, like, 11.30. Yeah. And then the next day, it went off at 4.20. <laughs> and that's just our time. Right. This soda is so bad. I'm... Like, they just made it to make it. Yeah. Nobody wants it. No. Mm-mm. Um, we've lived in Pittsburgh for a year. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been almost a year to the day of renting that horrifying car. Drive for you to call the car. <laughs> In a couple weeks, I have to rent a car. Can you drive me to Enterprise, or is that going to be a lot, a little too? Am I going to freak out? Yeah, when we get to Enterprise, <laughs> I still don't understand why I was allowed to drive that vehicle. Dude, you should not have been allowed to drive that vehicle. Just straight up, like you should have had some sort of license. It is honestly simple luck that I didn't get in a devastating accident. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> I came this close to right. just just flattening a car. Recently, I don't think I've told you about this, someone told me... You're gonna me- drink coffee while you drink this Mountain Dew? I really regret opening that. I mean, do whatever you want. I wish I had, like, water. <laughs> water sounds amazing. Someone recently showed me this YouTube page and it's this guy whose house is right next to the highway, and there's like a re- there's like an eleven foot bridge. Uh-huh. It has all the signs, and like a few streets up, it says like eleven foot bridge coming up. And for the record, our truck was fit thirteen feet. Thirteen feet. So like we're talking eleven feet is going to be not most trucks. Yeah, right. And uh, he started putting up a camera to get all the trucks that hit it. And it's just, he's had this page for, like, over a decade. Just some guy. Just watching trucks hit this bridge. Yeah. Have they considered, do you think, raising the bridge? They're, they've, like, talked about it multiple times, and then they're just like, hmm, it's fine. Um, and I told the person who showed it to me, I was like, dude, they have, like, trucker, trucker apps. I assumed everyone was using them now. Yeah, the trucker app saved my life. Dude, thank God for the trucker app. I honestly feel like probably we could have made it here fine without the trucker app. However, for the peace of mind of knowing that somebody else programmed a map that wasn't going to take me under an 11-foot bridge. Right. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pittsburgh had a bridge collapse a few months back. They're rebuilding it pretty quickly, actually. But I feel like this is a good time to mention that Pittsburgh is situated on a hellmouth. Which, if you don't know what a hellmouth is, it's a um, it's an entrance to hell. <laughs> <laughs> And I've decided that the infrastructure in Pittsburgh is, like, supernatural levels of bad. Like, it's not possible that they actually just built a city this shitty. There has to be some sort of underworld interference Mm -hmm. 
that is sucking up bridges, roads, and homes Mm -hmm. and shooting flames out of every building it possibly can. Yeah. Not to mention just the multiple spawn locations of the craziest people you've ever fucking seen in your life. Yeah. Also, really anti-bus. The Hellmouth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Satan hates public transit. (laughs) Satan wants no one. Satan's like, you're on a bus. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it right now. What what am I going to do today? Pittsburgh bus drivers should be paid like seven times what they Whatever are. Whatever they, yeah, 100%. Like, that is not a safe job on these roads. Right. You never know when a sinkhole is just going to open up. Yeah, you know, it's just always going to be there. You never know when you're going to be driving across a bridge and a garbage truck's going to burst into flames. In <laughs> it is nuts. Also, I'm not shit talking Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. It just, you're just talking, you're just Every day is interesting. Yeah. You just roam into a bar. People are smoking. People are smoking. There is an insane amount of smoking bars in Pittsburgh. Okay, so when we first moved here, we were like, we gotta check out one of these smoking bars. Like, it seemed like we had to do it before we lost the chance, because it can't possibly, like... It must just be hanging on by a thread. Right, like, we've just barely made it. Especially COVID era, like, it's gotta be cracking down. Exactly. So we, like, made a special plan, looked, thought we looked up all the bars, but for some reason we were just deciding between, like, two bars. Yeah. And we just decided on one, went, whatever. We are like, wow, how fun, the carpet smells like like ass. Yeah, it smells like a smoking hotel. This is crazy. Well, that was a fun experience. Maybe we'll stop in again. Stopped in maybe, like, a couple other times. And it was for the experience of like, oh, let's go to a smoking bar. Us old timey folk are going right. to get cocktails and smoke a cigarette over this green carpet. Right. At a bar that has a cash register from 1930. That like dings when you open it. Like probably doesn't even have ink. <laughs> no, I don't think it does. I think it just has like a... Like the... Yeah. Yeah. But since then, the amount of times I've walked into a bar just to go into a bar. And it's a smoking and bar. And it's a smoking bar. I'm not even trying to. Like, I'm literally just like, oh, I have some time to come. I'm going to go get a beer. How does um, a hookah bar play into... I've never been... Have you been to a hookah bar? Yeah. That's a smoking bar, right? Surgeon General's warning, smoking causes lung cancer, heart disease, emphysema, and may complicate pregnancy. In a sense. (laughs) Yeah, I used to go to this hookah... Not, like, regularly. I went, like... (laughs) (laughs) I regret... (laughs) I, a couple of times, stopped into this hookah bar, but it was also, it was a cafe, and also this, and a bar. So, like, the front half of it was a cafe, and the back half was a bar, but you can smoke hookah in all of it. But it's different, because there's, like, a, there's, like, a waiter who brings you your hookah, and changes your coals, and, like, gives you flavors. You know, it's, like... It's, like, bowling, or, like... <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, like, an involved thing. Right. Yeah, it's 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 almost like going to the melting pot. There's a, there's like someone waiting on you. Right. There's a, you're making your food, but there's like someone there to help right. you out. But this is like you bring in your own cigarettes. Right. Obviously, I mean you can. I've never really seen someone buy a cigarette. I'm sure people. Do I bought buy a cigarette because I went to a smoking bar that I didn't know it was a smoking bar. You didn't have any cigarettes. And I didn't have any cigarettes because it was just like I just want a beer, and then I'm gonna go out. What are you gonna do? Vape in there? Right. I didn't know it was a smoking bar. That's embarrassing. Vaping inside the smoking bar? Vaping's not embarrassing by itself. Don't misunderstand us. No, no, Vaping's no. very cool. Very cool. 
the last smoking bar I walked into that I had no idea was a smoking bar. I walked in, opened the door, I was like, hmm, it smells like cigarettes in here. And then I like take a look around and I was like, yep, everyone's just smoking in here. I didn't have any cigarettes on me and I felt embarrassed. Well, no, then I just really wanted to join in. So I bought a pack of cigarettes. Then I was just carrying around a pack of Parliament for like a month. So Pennsylvania's had a smoking ban since 2008 called the Clean Indoor Air Act. I think that was actually a federal thing by the Department of Health, but Pennsylvania got exceptions for the following places. (laughs) Private clubs, casinos, cigar bars, tobacco shops, bars, and restaurants with less than 20% of sales from food. Are there restaurants here? It has to be less than 20% of your sales are from food. Which as far as, which I've heard, that we've heard that statistic yeah. at these smoking bars and it's like, yeah, they'll I thought sell it was, you a bag of chips. Right, that's what I thought. I wonder if there's any like restaurants with smoking sections left. If there is, it's probably in Pittsburgh. And they have to like only sell like french fries or something. Like how do they force it to be under 20%? Yeah. But that's pretty much, I'm gonna that's take ever- a guess that that's where people are smoking anyway. Oh, okay, yeah, you can't smoke inside the actual restaurant anymore. You have to go to the bar next door. That's true. You have to go to the casino, the tobacco shop. (laughs) People here are just also very lax about smoking. Mm -hmm. Like, I worked at a pizza place that was absolutely not a smoking place. But more than once after a close, I saw a lit cigarette inside the building. Oh, yeah. I I worked at a restaurant that as soon as we locked the doors and the last customer was out, like, well, one time I saw, like, a busboy... Just start smoking, and I was like, damn. And then, then, but then all of a sudden, like, the bartender started smoking a cigarette, and then the manager came out. Also, no one did this in Ithaca, which is upstate New York, which is much colder. And honestly, the biggest time I can advocate for smoking inside is when it's butt-ass cold out. Mm -hmm. Right, like, this was in the summer. (laughs) Yeah, this is like... It's just, they just... It's just easier for them. They just don't have to wait. For anyone wondering, we don't smoke inside our house. No. We also don't smoke cigarettes. Oh, yeah, we only vape. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really fun living on a Hellmouth. Yeah. There is also, like you said, the weird... Okay, so we went to this, like, tiki bar, which is, like, your pretty average tiki bar, right? Except you think it's a gay bar. Or did you change your mind about the gay bar? Uh, I've decided they must have gay-themed nights. (laughs) And they just hired that one bartender for the... They had one bartender who was a walking rainbow that I thought might be an indication (laughs) that it was a gay bar so we went to this tiki lounge and like the front of it's just like a bar order your drinks and then there if you go towards the back there's like a dance floor but then you can go downstairs and there's a basement bar so like in the in the top floor normal club music you know they're playing nelly normal bar stuff yeah playing some jack harlow machine right Normal bar stuff. Yeah. Where you can, like, sit and have a drink and talk to people, but then there's also a dance floor. Like, the music makes sense, you know? Yep. Then you go downstairs. And first of all, when you're going downstairs, there's this, like, weird lounge area that's, like, pretty private. But like, everyone you could wa- be up to absolutely no good and get away with it in yeah. this little area. Yeah. For many minutes. Right. Like, you wouldn't go unnoticed all night. Right. But you can do something. You could probably get up to something in yeah. these little booths. Right. But then you keep going down. And this then- is going to make me shit myself. <laughs> is there a laxative in the Flaming Hot Mountain Dew? This is like... 
I feel like I should I drink it just because of the level of commitment I've seen you show the last few episodes with <laughs> the nasty things we've been eating. Sodium benzo preserves freshness. Red 40. Carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup. You know, normal stuff. A lot of stuff to protect flavor, huh? Red 40 causes upset stomach, migraine, jitteriness, nervousness, and inability to concentrate. Oh, that's why kids with ADHD shouldn't have red 40. That's why they say red 40 is so bad for you? Yeah, and cancer. Oh. But, like, not not to pass the buck for the five millionth time, but isn't it someone else's job to stop putting red 40 in everything? Right, I have to stop eating red 40? I have 40? to seek out things that... It's probably not that hard to avoid no, red 40. just look at it. <laughs> you don't even have to, like, read. Yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> o- I didn't have to Google what's wrong with it. Like, it's pretty obvious that it's not natural. No, this is pretty obviously, like, a plastic element. Right. Okay, yeah. Anyways, go on. Um, what were we talking about? The basement bar. Oh, right. So we go into the basement bar, and all of a sudden, they're just playing, like... Biggest hits pop punk emo music. We're talking My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. All Time Low. Panic, Panic at the, at the Disco. Disco. Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Panic at the Disco. Yeah. They played I Write Since Not Strategy. Did they play Ocean Avenue? No, but they might as well have. Right. They did play All Time Low. Who's the one that sings? Is it is All Time Low the one that's like, Dear Maria, Count Me In? Yes. Yeah. Uh, probably Fall Out Boy. Yep. We probably heard that. It was like, it was everything that you would jam to in 2011. Yeah. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Most notably Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Most notably Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. You guessed what song it is. Face Down. (laughs) If you know one guess. They They played Good Charlotte, Green Day. And... Everyone there was just some adult pop punk man. Some adult pop punk man. In, like, all different... It was, like, every type of adult... It was every type of pop punk man. Yeah, it was, like... Oh, one guy has Never Shout Never hair. One guy has Brandon Urie hair. Mm Mm-hmm. One guy has... Bald. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. They were all wearing, like, Vans. Very Pittsburgh. Yeah. They were all just down there. I like the idea of them all having to walk through the tiki bar to get down there. Yeah. And, like, and like being being at the dance floor, seeing all those guys walk down. They're like, what the fuck are these guys doing in here? Right. Like, we're just having fun. We're college kids. Yeah, we're just dancing. We love Hot in Here by Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> what are these weirdos doing here? That's the kind of thing you'll get in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just constantly running into shit like that. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? If you love this podcast, please consider leaving a review for us. You can do that on the Apple Podcasts app, and it really helps the podcast get discovered. So if you want to do that, that'd be very, very helpful. Also, if you love this podcast, you might consider becoming a patron. We have three different tiers for our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash The tiers are a $2 membership, which gets you early access to the episodes before they drop in the main feed and there is a six dollar tier that gives you the early access plus bonus episodes and weekly phone background downloads and that one will you know it's got more of the patreon stuff but it's a little bit more of a commitment and then we also have the lauren's favorite tier which is 13 dollars per month and um it's if you want to be more involved with the podcast we send out uh things through the mail and do some time lapse stuff 
plus the uh, benefits from the other two levels. So if any of that appeals to you, please consider going to patreon.com slash It really helps us out to have a little bit of income to level out the amount of work it takes to run a podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening, regardless of if you um, help us out in any other way. Just being a listener is really helpful. So thanks. And back to the episode. Also, more evidence that Pittsburgh's on a hellmouth is the movies that have been filmed here. First of all, zombies, as we know them in American culture, or originated, I almost said originated, <laughs> in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead was filmed in Pittsburgh in 1968, and it is the shit. Dawn of the Dead is also filmed in Pittsburgh. Dark Knight Rises was filmed in Pittsburgh. Was Sil- it really? Yep. Silence of the Lambs was filmed in Pittsburgh. Um, and all of those are scary. It's You've never a- even seen Dark Knight Rises. We're not going to get into Batman right now. We're not doing... I can't talk about Batman. I have no space in my brain. <laughs> I'd say the least scary of these is probably Flashdance, which is Pittsburgh. Mm. And Adventureland. The oh, 2009 Perks of Being a Wallflower? Movie. Oh, it's not on this list. Awkward. Awkward. Perks of Being a Wallflower we talked about last year when we moved here. But now we're talking, we're talking about, about Adventureland. Everyone's favorite movie. Do you know why? Because they paired up Kristen Stewart and Jesse Eisenberg. Why'd they do that? So awkward. It's the most awkward thing I could have ever thought of. Where they filmed in Pittsburgh was Heinz Field. They blew up the football field. They blew up Heinz Field. When did they blow something up? In Dark Knight Rises. Oh. Sorry. I, you I just really needed to know. <laughs> I was like, when did they? I swear I watched it. All right. So we watched Adventureland. You said you had never seen it before. I've watched it with you at least once. I've seen it. Did, when you were watching it, did you, did you Parts remember? Parts of it rang bells. Yeah. But even today, standing outside, I was like, I don't really remember much of the plot from last night. I don't know why (laughs) it just refuses to stick in my brain. I think part of it is I am so overwhelmingly distracted by Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart both. Like, Like on their own. Yeah, it's hard for me to watch a movie with either of them in it because I'm so tuned into what they're doing. And I've been on a Jesse Eisenberg kick for days. I watched the Now You See Me movies. I watched this movie... Wait till you get the context for this. Do you know about the movie where Jesse Eisenberg plays the guy who interviews David Foster Wallace? Uh, sounds familiar. It's I called like it. the End of the Road. David I've Foster Wallace it. is played by Jason Siegel, and it's just Jesse Eisenberg and Jason Siegel. I don't know why they don't kiss or something. That sounds like the perfect movie for you. It is. That sounds so, like that movie is made for you. So now you understand why I picked up Infinite Jest again. Yes. Because of my Jesse Eisenberg kick. But, as you pointed out, I need to watch Adventureland. Because I've never seen it. Have you seen American that. Ultra? Yes, I have. Isn't Recently? that also Kristen Stewart yeah. and Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. What are they... They're so... Okay, but that one's more like... There's more big cast in it. And that one's got... Uh, it's not like... It's not a quiet... Right, it's not a quiet kid, indie yeah. movie with just like relational things yeah. as the plot. American Ultra's got this whole like... Yeah. Um, conspiracy. It's got this whole thing going. Yeah. yeah. It they it is I under, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Adventureland? Yeah. I have it on DVD. I own it on multiple streaming apps, but I always forget which one I have it on, so I just buy it again. Right. When I don't have a DVD As player. As you should. <laughs> I have it on like three different Voodoo accounts. 
I would understand and wouldn't be offended if someone watched that movie and hated it. I could understand not having the patience to listen to Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart talk. They both... So I was thinking this with Now You See Me, because Now You See Me is about, like, a bunch of magicians who, like, perform huge stunts. I'm not going to get into it right now. But (laughs) the point is, Jesse Eisenberg's character in Now You See Me, I think, is meant to be so confident that he can pull off really intense sleight of hand. It's weird, because he kind of is that. Yeah. Like, he does command the space in that movie, but then when he speaks, I know that the script did not have as much repetition as he is saying. Because <laughs> he just starts over. He repeats sentences for emphasis. He throws in a bunch of yas and ums. You Like, subtitles on Jesse Eisenberg are always wrong. <laughs> they choose to leave out half the words he says because he's just repeating himself. But the same shit goes for Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Because she also, there's no way that her lines in a script are written the way she performs no them. Way. She just chops them up and, like, touches her face. Yeah. The whole time. And then these the, two those are two, in love. Those two together just in a car listening to Velvet Underground. Trying to figure out if they should kiss. Trying to figure out. Jesse Eisenberg trying to drink rum in secret. Like, insane. Absolutely wild. Also, the idea of these two meeting, working as, like, game hosts is funny. Because they're both weird? Because they're both weird. Really good cast in that movie, though. And I also have to laugh because last week I asked you, does Ryan Reynolds play, I think he plays a pretty small role, right? And you said yes, which is true, but he is the third top bill. (laughs) He's right under Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Because he's the most famous. He doesn't have that much screen time, but he's very important to the plot. Yeah. Alright, so Adventureland, mostly filmed in Pittsburgh, takes place in Pittsburgh. It's about Jesse Eisenberg needs money for college in the fall. So over the summer, he's stuck in Pittsburgh, and he works at this place called Adventureland, which is actually filmed at Kennywood. According to Wikipedia, he is a virgin and occasional marijuana smoker. That's how they sum him up. He is both those things. The use of weed in this movie is funny. Because it's the 80s, right? 87. It's 87. 87. So, yeah. Also, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg's character ends up with a bag full of joints that his, like, rich friend who doesn't have family problems Mm -hmm. leaves him to go to Europe. Leaves him (laughs) with this bag of joints for the summer. And he spends all summer just passing out these joints. And he becomes, like, the go-to weed Yeah, like, everyone's like, hey, you got one of those joints? And he does, because he's got left a bunch of weed. (laughs) Oh, it's just so fun. Well, you and I both love a good workplace drama. Oh, yeah. And especially at a place like a, an amusement park. An amusement park. Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig are the bosses. Absolutely. A plus. Love them. Same director as Superbad. Oh, really? Apparently, I just found out. I can see that. Pretty good soundtrack. I'm confused how the music is by Yola Tango, because it says that in the opening credits and on the Wikipedia page, but does that mean... Is he Yola Tango curate. one fucking person? Yolo Tango curates it. It's probably okay. like a group. It's not one person, thank god. I thought this was another LCD sound system. <gasps> Have you ever worked at an amusement park? Personally? Yeah. No. You? No. Would you? Would you rather be a rides person or a game person? I'd way rather be a game person. I don't want the ride in my hands. 
in this movie, it's like assigned, and I'm sure it probably is at places yeah. like that. It definitely is at like Disneyland. But yeah. as we've said, I failed the Disneyland personality <laughs> test. Never even got to apply. All right. But uh, why can't you switch off? Like, what if I'm having an off day and I don't want to fucking improvise the games right. and yell? It looked like they put, like, the hot people on ri- on rides. Like, the rides are the cool guys, right? Right. Because Jesse Eisenberg wanted to be on rides and they didn't let him. Yeah, and they put the pretty girl on rides. Yeah. To, like, hype it up. But, like, Frigo was on rides, which is funny. Yeah, Frigo's this douchebag, ball-tapping idiot. <laughs> who, like, <laughs> so grew- funny. <laughs> who, like, grew up with Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Uh, I would rather be games. I could. I would like to switch off though. I feel like rides gets paid more. What'd you think of Ryan Reynolds in this movie? Okay, so I literally forgot he was in this movie until we talked about it recently. Mm-hmm. And I said this to you yesterday, but I have a similar feeling to how you felt. Tom Hanks played himself, pre- pre- played pretty true to himself in the Elvis movie where he was the villain. And I feel the same about Ryan Reynolds. He wasn't all cheeky for once. It's crazy because he's actually more suave than I've ever seen him. Right? He's just like some cool dude who like may or may not have played with Lou Reed. He didn't. He's not trying that hard. Mm-mm. He tries so... Like, Deadpool. I love Deadpool. It's... I get why people don't like Deadpool. Right. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but this, he's just like cool, keeping to himself. Just having an affair. Yeah, just getting chicks. But I also was wondering, because I've been watching this movie for years. Yeah. Is this why I hate him? Like, I just have a gross feeling about him whenever I see him. And now when I see him, I'm just like, God, this guy sucks. This guy almost ruined. Ew. (laughs) I hate him. No, I just hate him because of his face. (laughs) I forget. Is he Canadian or or does he just look like a South Park Canadian? He's Canadian. He's from British Columbia. Yeah, but it's not like any other version of him I've seen. Do you like him in this movie? Yeah, he does good. He does a good job. Unfortunately, I did get some respect for Tom Hanks in the past week. I still don't oh, love him. Oh, yeah. But there's a um, one of those Hollywood reporter actors on actors roundtable things that's got Tom Hanks at it because Tom Hanks is always at those because he's always in some huge movie. Right. Which I hate him for. But this interviewer, it was like after the Me Too stuff started to stir up, after Harvey Weinstein had been arrested or whatever. This interviewer was like, so what do you all think? It was, it was a table of all men. He was like, what do you think about like sexual harassment in Hollywood? Like, what do you have to say about it? Everybody goes dead quiet. Tom Hanks is looking around like surprised that everyone's quiet. And he was like, yeah, it's terrible. And goes on this whole small lecture mm-hmm. that is very honorable. I know the bar is low, but, like, he was the only one talking. Yeah. About how, like, people really get into Hollywood for the wrong reasons. They understand that there's, like, a power structure that they can exploit. And people who, especially, like, men specifically, will get to a point where, you know, they're doing bad things. Because yeah. they have all this, like, unchecked power over specifically women. To do whatever they want. But the fucking kick in the pants about it was that James Franco's at that table (laughs) for the disaster artist. And he already wasn't talking much. Like, he did not look good in that. Like, he knew shit was about to go down. Well, even before this question came up, he just looked on edge. Like, he was not participating the same way everybody else was. 
I don't know if he did like some method acting to become Tommy Wiseau for fucking disaster artist, yeah. but he was did not look like he was in a good place to begin with. But little did I realize till it popped up on the screen because the Hollywood Reporter always adds context where it'll be like, oh, you know, like uh, Paul Rudd was in the movie Ant Man in this year, you know, like right, it'll right. like throw some context. The context they throw up on the screen. Wait, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the interviewer hears Tom Hanks out and then is like, uh, yeah, so James, what do you think about that? There's like six fucking actors at this table and he got, cuts straight to James Franco and James Franco's eyes get so wide and he was like, uh, I, I agree. I agree with all of that. And they fucking pop up on the screen. James Franco's had like five different sexual assault allegations in the past year yes. some shit like that and then they literally cut it because they cut those things and they'll show like the photo shoots or whatever the, he they literally let james franco just look terrified for a second and show that little like james franco has been assaulting people and then they cut it <laughs> that's so funny but i could not they just the balls on Tom Hanks. Also, this is after Tom Hanks chimed in. To, they were talking about, like, oh, do you ever work with somebody that you, like, really respected before you were an actor? And Tom Hanks, as if he's not, like, the top actor ever. Right. Was, like, when I worked with Meryl Streep, I was blown away. Like, she is such a professional. And he was just going on and on about how great Meryl Streep is. Yeah. And how odd he was to be in her presence. And then he goes on this whole thing about you know, sexual misconduct in Hollywood with James Franco at the tape because he knows he's untouchable. And that is Tom Hanks using his power for good. Yeah. And I appreciate Who that. else was at the table? I like the idea of like going to that and then going home and being like, bro, James was there and they started talking about me too. And then Tom, <laughs> uh, Gary Oldman, John Boyega, Tom Hanks, Willa, Willem Dafoe. When when they talk to... Wow, this really goes straight up your sinuses. This is crazy. When they talk to Will, Willem Dafoe, did they put a pop-up about his penis? What is his fen- penis about? Doesn't Didn't Willem Dafoe, like, do a movie where he's nude and he has, like, BDE? <laughs> I, I think he's no the original BDE. Willem Dafoe is... I'm pretty... There's something about his penis. Yeah, all I know is James Franco looks like a goddamn snake in this entire interview. That's so funny. Were the comments all about it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes me also really respect Hollywood Reporter. I love how Tom Hanks took center stage and said what was on everyone's... Not James's mind. (laughs) When everyone else is hesitant, he just says it. So much honesty. Like, he really just went for it. And I really liked that he was, he seemed he also surprised to be that one. no one else was ready to talk about yeah. it. And even if James Franco hadn't been accused of something before this interview, someone, statistically, yeah. someone in that room. <laughs> you're at a table with a bunch of Hollywood actors. Somebody did something bad. Yeah. So. Wow. James, what do you think about all this? And, like, you can picture, like, his eyes just popping out of his head. Like, you could see white on all four sides of his pupils. Like, he was stunned. And, yeah, the Hollywood Reporter kept it in. Who knows what he said that they cut? Like, he probably was like, can we not? Yeah. Sucks to suck. Probably just like, I don't want (laughs) to... When they cut back, he's not at the table anymore. (laughs) They just never explain it. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't leave. I guess... 
I was also surprised because uh, I've had I I've had a pretty complicated re- relationship with James Franco through the years, mm-hmm. but part of this whole time I thought that he stepped back from the spotlight because he knew that it wasn't his place to have any sort of promotion when he's a bad person. Uh-huh. I thought he knew something about himself, but after seeing this, I'm like, no, he's probably scared shitless. Yeah, like if he shows up on a red carpet, who knows the next person who's going to be like. So why'd you touch Busy Phillips? Right. Did that happen? Yeah, Freaks and Geeks set. Busy Phillips was on Freaks and Geeks? Yes, yeah, she's from Freaks and Geeks. You really gotta watch that show. <laughs> it's only like one season, isn't it? It's one season, yeah. What do you know her from? I just... Doesn't she have like a talk show called like Busy? Dawson's Creek? She was on Dawson's Creek after Freaks and Geeks ended. What? What season? God, I love Dawson's Creek. God, I love Busy Phillips. I have her memoir. I've never read it. I own a hard copy. I've version. seen her memoir a lot. Busy <laughs> Phillips. Also, Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks is in Adventureland playing the same character he always plays him. It's fun. <laughs> what am I looking up? Wow, she spells her Phillips crazy. It has yeah, one L Phillip- and yeah. two P's at the end. Wait, she looks familiar. I feel like we've oh, already seen what, her. Joey's it. friend? There's so many, like, very cutesy pictures of her with Michelle Williams. They've remained best friends. Wink. Whoa. They really look like... Don't they look like they're dating? Busy Phillips once defended Michelle Williams in a bar fight. Hell yeah. Dude, I would get in a bar fight with Michelle Williams. Glad we were able to bring this back to Dawson's Creek. (laughs) At the end of the day... I recently bought... On eBay for $23, the entire series of Dawson's Creek. $20? $23. For the entire series? The entire series. I haven't seen a DVD, a series case like that in so long. Okay, ready? Yeah. I just... Okay. There's a guy on TikTok who does celebrity impressions, but they're all like the same celebrity, and so I'm always like, whatever. But two of the characters he does are Michael Sarah and Jesse Eisenberg, mm-hmm. which... Similar. They're both, what are they called? Manic Pixie Boys? Yep. Yep. Isn't that what they call Michael Cera? Yep. Uh, You sound like you're lying to me. I've never heard that. I've heard of like Manic Pixie Dream Girls. It makes sense that if there was a boy version, it would be Michael Cera and and Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't get the difference between these two until this recent Jesse Eisenberg tangent of mine. Jesse Eisenberg harnesses just a hair more masculine power and prowess than Michael Sarah. Yeah. Michael Sarah is a little bit more of a wet blanket. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the thing is with, like, Jesse Eisenberg, he can, like, in Adventureland, he can, like, balance out with Kristen Stewart. Who's kind of a badass. Right. I don't think Michael Sarah could be that badass. No. Who the fuck? You really? She's like, I fucking love Michael Sarah. <laughs> he is a badass. <laughs> He's not afraid of Kristen Stewart. <laughs> but like, Michael Sarah needs someone like Juno who can walk all over him. Whereas Jesse Eisenberg and can meet his match. Right. Yeah. Also, Jesse Eisenberg is like kind of nerd boy swole. Yeah. I don't know what, what yeah, that when is. Yeah, when he, like, randomly takes his shirt it off, might be you're like, genetics. what the heck? I don't know, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think he works out. No, but he, like, randomly is, like, kind of fit. Yeah. 
Oh, good for him. I should read B- Busy Phillips' book and get back to you. I bet she talks about things I enjoy. I bet she talks about Dawson's Creek. I wonder if she talks about James Franco, too. I gotta read this book. Damn. Gotta finish Infinite Jest first. Did she... Wait, so she came out and said that he... I know that... I know for a fact that she's one of the people who accused him. She's like... Because she said it happened on Freaks and Geeks set. Which is also a bummer because it takes away any theory that James Franco became more corrupt over time. Considering Freaks and Geeks is one of his first things. (gasps) What's the Libra state? It's till October 20th. When does it start? End of September? September 22nd or something. Jesse Eisenberg is a Libra. When's his birthday? October 19th. I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that to you. (laughs) It's October 5th. You're going to hell. (laughs) Pittsburgh's just going to eat me up. Oh, he's from Queens. Of course he's from Queens. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. That's why he has that little bit of like Dude, spunk. he said orange so crazy and Orange? I, yeah, that I've only if you weren't I've never heard someone from outside of New York City say orange. Yeah. I only know people from like the Midwest or like the South say it. But they orange. also say like Washington. <laughs> I gotta rewatch Social Network too. I wanna rewatch Social Network. I've been wanting to rewatch it for a long time. <clears throat> He has, like, no personal life thread on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, he does. It's just really small. He enjoyed playing the drums since he was eight years old. His favorite band is Ween. That's unfortunate. I guess he was born in the his early 80s. His favorite band is Ween. His charity p- section is, like, three times longer than his personal. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's huge. All right. Fuck, Mary kill. Unless you have more to say. No. His personal life is not that interesting. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like there's a lot going on that's public. <laughs> Fuck, Mary Kill, Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, what if I married Ryan Reynolds and killed Kristen? <laughs> Would you be pissed? Oh, this is so hard. Yeah, this actually is really hard. For their performance in this movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to set it like that, or else I'm never gonna be able okay. to make a decision. For their performance in this movie, I'm killing Ryan Reynolds, Wait, marrying Jesse hard? Eisenberg, fucking Kristen Stewart. Oh, I don't want to marry into Kristen Stewart's Adventureland family, though. Uh-uh. Or Jesse Eisenberg's family, actually. I'm killing Ryan, obviously, and I think I'm going to fuck Jesse and marry Kristen. Is that what I said? No, opposite. You're fucking Kristen. I want to fuck all three. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bottoms up. (laughs) Bottoms up. To Pittsburgh. To Pittsburgh. This is actually the most Pittsburgh drink we could be drinking right now. True. 412. 412. Oh, yum. 